0: We conclude our consideration of the following question in our study on the moral attributes of God. What do we know about the wisdom of God from the Bible? As indicated in Romans 11.33, the wisdom of God is differentiated from the knowledge of God. There we read, "Oh, the depth! Of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God God is the source of all true wisdom even as James spoke of the wisdom that is from above and gave it certain qualifications in the third chapter verses 17 and 18 we have read these words but the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceable gentle and easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace wisdom appears to be of a higher nature than knowledge with which it is associated wisdom appears to be the profitable and efficient use of knowledge it is knowledge in action Or knowledge used for some benevolent end or purpose therefore wisdom is an attribute of the moral character of love postulating the great personalities of the Godhead and their virtuous choice of love or true benevolence as an end of their existence there is bound to be actions of kindness in accordance with their great intelligence and knowledge and such exercises of kindness is called the wisdom of God. The Bible affirms that the wisdom of God consists in the great and glorious things that have been brought to pass by God's direct agency. The wonders of creation are said to be the accumulation of God's wisdom. In the 104th Psalm and verse 24 we read these words, O Lord, how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all! The earth is full of thy riches. And in the hundred thirty-six Psalm, verses 1 to 9, there we have wisdom closely associated with mercy as its mainspring. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. O give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. Thus from this psalm, the wisdom of God is a manifestation of the tender mercy and kindness of God. In the third chapter of Proverbs, verse 19, we have these words. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding had he established the heavens. The wisdom of God, therefore, has been manifested in the profound creation of all the wonders that are about us. These wonders extend from the wonders of our own inner personality where we see a profound unity of our being and a wonderful constitution of personality. Then we think of our bodies and consider all the wisdoms of God. That have been manifested in the wonderful creation and design of our bodies then we think of the universe or the world about us with all its adaptations with all its wonders extending from the small of microscopic things that cannot be seen by our naked eye to the great expanse of the heavens that manifests God's greatness as well as his wisdom and power. How great and glorious is the wisdom of God. And we think that all these wonderful things came forth from the benevolent heart of God as God's benevolence employed his intellectual ability and his knowledge in the creation of all these wonderful things. Then in Jeremiah 51 and verse 15 we read, He hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heavens by his understanding. So this world with all its marvels is said to be a manifestation of God's profound wisdom. But there is a greater wisdom manifested from the great being of God. For sin entered God's beautiful and lovely world and marred the happiness of his creation. Man, instead of enjoying his creator, now fled from his creator and no longer wanted the fellowship of the great God. No longer could he enjoy the radiance of holiness. No longer could he have fellowship with the tender and great God of mercies. And so God, in his great mercy and his great mind, has planned the wonderful way of salvation. And this is truly a greater manifestation of wisdom than the creation of the world was, even though the creation of the whole universe and man and all that concerns therein was a tremendous and an unspeakable manifestation of God's wisdom. We can just admire it with great awe. But when it came to redemption, there we have the great manifestation of the wisdom of God. And so in the uh, second chapter of 1 Corinthians, we read these words, beginning with verse 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God? For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But, as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God had prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. So there in verse 7 we read that it is the wisdom of God that has designed and brought into existence the glorious way of salvation so that man by way of repentance, forsaking all his sins, and coming to the cross of Jesus Christ in true penitence may enter into the wisdom of God and find no end of marvels God's greatness and his profound manifestation and so man is not only admitted into a state of pardon and forgiveness but into a new and glorious relationship and this has been brought out in the third chapter of Ephesians where we read in verse 1 these words for this cause I Paul the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Here's what the mystery was that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Here then we have it asserted in this profound summary of the glorious age of grace in which we live that it is the culminating manifestation of the wisdom of God that such a glorious way of salvation Has been established and as sinners come to the cross of Jesus in a state of repentance they are not only forgiven of their sins as wonderful as this is they are not only uh, reconciled to God in the sense that they shall not come under condemnation for those sins that they are forgiven but they are admitted into a mystical and glorious relationship in the power of the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity. And so the Holy Spirit becomes the animating life of the Church, the body of Christ. And a wonderful unity, a spiritual unity, is brought into existence. And in the experience of these wonderful relationships with God and the marvelous experience, of salvation through the death of christ a an appreciation of the glorious wisdom of god results and so we have the great manifestation of the wisdom of god in the bible and this is a attribute of the moral character of god it is god who has used his great mental ability and his great factual knowledge by virtue of his benevolent intention to bring to pass the wonders of creation and man having fallen into sin God has manifested a greater wisdom in his plan of salvation whereby man could be reconciled back into the joys of his heavenly creator may we pray our heavenly father how we thank thee for the manifestation of thy true wonderful wisdom in the Bible And how we thank thee above all for thy wisdom in the plan of salvation. Oh, we pray that many may respond to thy tender pleadings by repenting of sin and coming to the cross of Jesus by faith, finding forgiveness and the entrance into thy profound relationships. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.